and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. We're glad you're with us here as uh, we go to press. It is another one of these primary days uh, across several states in the South only. And uh, I think we, uh, by the way, I, uh, I sent you a message uh, at 11.02 yeah. on Tuesday morning because I was at the gym and I was on the machines. Yeah. And, you know, all the TVs are up there. And the one on uh, ABC, of course, that's where that show, The View, comes on. And I saw the the uh, graphic for Kellyanne Conway, Conway coming up this hour, which, of course, as you can imagine, really excited me. Sure. Got me very excited. You had to, go, you had to step yeah. away and go to the bathroom for just a moment to adjust yourself. So I, I wanted to message you just in case you know you you had nothing to do because no. uh, I believe you even said on our previous uh, Brad and Britcast you couldn't wait to see her out there hawking the book right it's, now it's, I'll, yeah. I'll I'll give you a brief I'll give you a brief summation of what she uh, said in in two different segments uh, she lied <laughs> she avoided she's full of shit uh-huh. she did not answer the question. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just Kellyanne. It's just what she does. It's just what she does. So, um, it's, go, go watch it or look at the transcript or see if Mediaite puts up a thing. I mean, it's just been, it got into a complete screaming match, of course, of course because of course. when you have her on as a guest and you've seen her for, she knows the game and her game is to just keep talking, just keep, never stop never stop and force the hosts to stop you by saying you have to stop Kelly or we're not going to continue this. And then of course the hosts suck and Kellyanne is the victim. That's the game she plays. Of course. That's what she did. It was, there's the, uh, there's one of the media headlines. Whoopi Goldberg chastises the view crowd for booing Kellyanne. Okay. I'm sorry. The media should be shut down. Okay. (laughs) Because that is the least I, uh, if you would ask me 50 things that happened during that, th- that's that's fake courtesy um, by Whoopi Goldberg because the crowd responded exactly how if Whoopi Goldberg could respond as the crowd, she wouldn't have just booed. She would have thrown tomatoes at her. So that that if that's their take, it's no, just they've got, unbelievable. They've, it's there's a second take that they have, but I mean, I think that's yeah. – I think exposing Whoopi Spielberg has been in you know a billion comedy clubs and has seen people get booed off stage. All of a sudden, Kellyanne's going to get her feelings hurt for getting booed by a New York audience. Yeah, I mean, come uh, on. And, and why why was she getting booed? Because she was lying. And and, yes. and I'll, I'll just I didn't take notes or anything because I was on a machine and then I was in my car. Yeah. Um, you know the one with the broken windshield. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And there are many versions of an answer that Trumpers give, even now, when they are asked the most important question, uh, would you vote for Donald Trump again? Do you think that he could be a good president again? And then there's the one that really there's only one real answer to, unless you suck. A lot yeah. of people suck. 
was the 2020 election fairly decided? Mm-hmm. Was there chicanery? Was Donald Trump ripped off? What about the 2020 election? What do you say? And Kellyanne Conway's answer was, well, Joe Biden is the president. That's not an answer. That's not the answer. I, we didn't ask whether Joe Biden was the president. No. We know yeah, Joe Biden aware. is the president. But eyes and ears and everything. You're feeding, you're, you are feeding the grievance crowd. Of Yeah, Biden's the president, but he shouldn't be. Biden's the president, but he cheated. Biden's the president, and Trump was cheated. So to me, I wouldn't buy that. I wouldn't spend a dime for that. If you fucking get the audio over, if you dare, no, I we're done. Touch it. I wouldn't we're, touch it. We're out. There's we're like out. six. I, I haven't. That, I haven't. Be the line. I would get the Bill Barr or the Mark Esper version of that thing before I would get hers. I would never. That, that's so stupid. And she doesn't even really. Here's the other story from the Kellyanne Conway and Alyssa Farragut in a heated spat. That is such a cheap shot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I will tell you, and you know, I'm no fan of uh, Alyssa Farah, but you know, she did jump off the Trump train. Yeah, fully, she's fully yeah. jumped off the Trump train. So we always give some credit there, um, because it's easier not to do that. Uh, and you know, she she did hold her own pretty well, and of course, it's difficult to hold your own against someone who is a serial practice rhetorical liar like Kellyanne Conway, but she did. And uh, I'm sure they've, they've got a clip up there, but uh, so be it. That's the end of that. Okay. Well, always the, the game, as you pointed out, is to make her look like she's being picked on by these women. So I need to go out and buy this book. I need to go to Amazon. I need to go wherever. And I got to buy this book. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are going to buy this shitty book, make sure you buy it through shop.bradandbit.com. I, I can't stop you from doing that. But if you're going to waste your money and throw it away, at least let us get a piece of it at shop.bradandbrit.com. That's a good way to uh, look at it. All right, I got a list here. I got a list Please. here. And uh, 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 by the way, for uh, uh, folks who might not have caught it on the previous Brad and Britcast, I do have, and this relates to uh, Georgia being in the barrel today, the uh, top Donald Trump excuses for when his chosen candidate for the Republican nomination for governor in Georgia David Perdue uh, gets trounced. And uh, remember the parameters of this, because, of course, we know the person who relies on a poll the day before an election to assume it's going to automatically end up that way could have some egg on their face. Uh, and by the way, the eggs at the Waffle House, hmm. of which there are many in Georgia, pretty good. I like the way they do it. Sure. What's your favorite Waffle House item, Britt? Well, um, like their, I like their hash browns. I'm a good uh, – their, their hash, hash browns, browns are pretty good. Here's a fun – you either get the, the hash browns, there's, they're either country style or you have the chili poured on top of it. If you ever have the chili poured on top of it, it's mm. magnificent. Okay. It's fantastic. It's also, you know, an artery clogger and like a, a thing you get when you just got a prison. Just go to Waffle House, get, a, you know, the hash browns the way you want them, and you get the chili dunk or a gravy – the gravy is good as well. Country gravy. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. All right. So uh, the polls uh, was like 25 points or so difference between Brian Kemp, who turned his back on Donald Trump, by the way, and didn't help him win Georgia 
and uh, David Perdue. I'm worth $3 billion. I have nothing left to do with my life, so I'm going to start running for office and be the shittiest candidate in the history of candidates. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll become a senator for one term, but I, that's not going to matter. I suck, and I've been revealed to suck. What a great choice. Um, so it's about a 25-point gap. So if Brian Kemp only wins by 10 or 15, Trump will declare victory, right? Mm-hmm. That's always that's that's one game that he plays, but uh, he could pull out his long-tested list of excuses to try to avoid association with a loser. Donald Trump excuses for David Perdue when he gets trounced in Georgia on Tuesday. Never liked him, never heard of him. Total disgrace. <laughs> Low energy. Never met him. <laughs> a complete disaster. <laughs> Never endorsed him, even though he did, of course. He'll, he'll deny that he ever endorsed him, right? No charisma. Not very bright. <laughs> or he'll point to his overall record and he'll say, oh, I'm 83 and six or something like that. You know, that's what he'll do. He'll try to he'll he'll try to, to uh, slough it off. But that that being said, I, I don't think it means, oh, well, that's the end of Donald Trump. We'll never hear from him again. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way when he endorses a winner that uh, he's infallible. And it doesn't work that way in this particular case, because he's clearly got a thing with the state of Georgia, doesn't he? Because he's he knows, yeah, that's, he knows that's a, that what he did there. He knows what he did there in 2020. Yeah. Made Chuck Schumer the majority leader of the Senate. He knows yeah. that. And again, and rewinding history, not only did he fuck up and lose his own race in Georgia, he then ins- insisted on going down and making an appearance yeah. that fucked up both of those Senate races. <laughs> Resulting in Chuck Schumer getting the, big, uh, getting the big job. And, but we're and seeing, I, I think the bigger issue is we're seeing uh, possibly a preview of that North Carolina Senate race this fall because we're seeing some pretty racist comments come out against the presumptive Democratic nominee Stacey Abrams. David Perdue making racist remarks about Stacey Abrams. Now, what Ms. Abrams had said at a speech was Georgia was the worst place to live in America. Uh, out saying, of context, Britt. Don't say it that way. Don't do that. <laughs> that you just gave she, you just I know, that, but that is the out of context remark that she made, which was jumped on. I have to tell you, can you you see the picture of him sitting with that guy right there? Do you see the picture on your screen, Brad? Yeah. That man is named uh, John Fredericks. And he is a huge, massive, unbelievable right-wing talk show host whom you've never heard of, correct? Right. Um, He calls himself the Godzilla of truth. I want to show you the landing spot for his website because it damn near looks like a parody of far right-wing bullshit. Look at what he's got there. Look look what you got on on, on the landing spot when you go to his website. Okay. Yeah. There's an eagle either ready to attack and kill Nancy Pelosi or taking a shit on top of the American flag, and some beatific, uh, looks like a heavenly sort of Da Vinci-esque cloud separating in heaven thing. And then there's John John Fredericks, who looks like a, a dumpy guy, dumpy suburban guy who would never wear Birkenstocks if his life depended on it. And then there's a, uh, there's, there's a, a microphone. That's the show that uh, they were on, that Mr. Purdue was on when he made the remarks. Right. Stacey, Stacey Abrams should maybe go back where she came from. If she thinks right, that Georgia me... is the worst place right. to live, maybe she should go back to where she came from. All right. Now, may, may I may I add the color and context to Please do. 
the statement so that you realize that to even give oxygen to that comment out of context is so it's it's what's wrong with America. It's what's mm -hmm. wrong with politics. It's racism at its worst. It's beyond discussion. But guess what? It works. Mm -hmm. We know it works. OK, mm -hmm. I get that because we have a lot of low information voters out there. A lot of them who don't pay attention to the news. And here we go. Stacey Abrams, who will get the Democratic nomination, right? Uh, She's the presumptive nominee. That is what we call her. There's nobody running against her. She is the nominee, okay? I'm not even going to use the word presumptive, okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, unless she has a John Fetterman-like incident today medically and, and doesn't start to recover okay other than that you know she's she's the democratic nominee and she says and this is reported by nbc here you go i am tired of hearing about being the best state in the country meaning georgia to do business mm -hmm. when we're the worst state in the country to live when you're number 48 for mental health when you're number one for maternal mortality, when you have an incarceration rate that's on the rise and wages that are on the decline, then you are not the number one place to live in the United States. But we can get there. Georgia is capable of greatness. We just need greatness to be in our governor's office. So they took the Republicans and Fox News and David fucking Purdue, the phrase we are the worst state in the country to live and said stacy abrams hates georgia why doesn't she go back to where she came from well let's let's analyze that stacy abrams was not born in georgia she was born in some other state and moved there in high school okay which means she's probably been in georgia about 35 years about the same amount of time i've lived in that's right north carolina so i guess if i ran for office here in north carolina some asshole would say to me, why don't you go back to where you came from? That would mean probably Ohio, since I yeah. was born in Ohio. But when you say it about Stacey Abrams in that context, that's not what he meant, okay? That was a fuck you N-word, go back to Africa. That's right. Go back to Africa, where you came from, okay? That's correct. And have you, Britt, am I wrong about nope. this? Have nope. you heard anybody say that? that no. Translated correctly? This, Why this won't is, they do that? I don't know. But over the years, this has become a go back to Africa. I mean, that was a very open. I, I wouldn't even say that was like an underground thing to say to, to black people who were criticizing America during the civil rights era. And when people were having hoses turned on them and stuff like that, there were a lot of white people that were saying, go back to Africa. But if you don't you, like it here, go back to Africa. Think, think about how that was turned around in the broadest sense. The phrase African-Americans is a self-described label that black folks adopted decades ago mm -hmm. now if you're really racist david purdue why don't you say that well she's african-american you know well, she's had enough time in america and she hates georgia how about uh how about going back to africa do you have a, do you have a passport to go to the <laughs> who was it that said that who thought that africa was a country didn't somebody oh, gaff on that once? Yeah, so somebody gaffed on that. But there's a uh, – it's also like I don't know about Stacey Abrams' specific family members, but there are a lot of people of African-American descent where their family didn't really have the choice in coming to America. See, they didn't just go on vacation and go, huh, I think we'll settle here in Florida. It's really nice here.
that, that that's so ridiculously true that of course it, it doesn't need to be stated. But the fact that that someone would bring that up at this hour, it, it's just it, it's it is the, the go back to Africa thing is absolutely one hundred percent in play. What you said, but wait, I, I want to ask you about what she said, and when you give it proper context, it makes perfect sense. Aren't weren't you on the train with the joke? Is it don't give them the headline, don't give them the, the t shirt, don't give them the thing that they're going to take out of context and run around the block with, and that's kind of what she did. I understand right? that, but but this is taking it. No, I'm, I'm not going to blame, I'm not going to blame the uh, quote victim mm-hmm. here. Um, oh, there's a little bit more, there's a little bit more, and you ready? What could be the most vicious charge you could ever lob at a politician in this country? It's this one, David Perdue, in the direction of Stacey Abrams. Ready? The only thing she wants is to be president of the United States. Oh. Can you believe it? Oh, dear God. Oh, my. Can oh, you imagine God. someone wanting to be? That's so when she told black farmers, this is Purdue, you don't need to be on the farm. You don't need to be working in a, in a, in a, in a, lousy factory for bad wages this is purdue she is demeaning her own race when it comes to that uh brit i i I hate to do this and i don't know whether you can set this up can you get strom thurmond in here to talk about this (laughs) are you are you busy right now sir i know that you're eating some boiled peanuts sure come on let me get you let me get you situated here machine on it, it's it, on. Hello, Brad and yep. Rick. You are. Cr- I am glad David Perdue is telling black people how to feel about themselves. They don't know when they're being demeaned. Thank yeah. God for David Perdue to tell black people how to be demeaned, how to feel. Yeah, uh, Strom. Let me uh, let me uh, get this correct here. David Perdue was probably referring to comments made by Stacey Abrams back in 2018. Uh, when, according to the Atlanta, Atlanta Journal-Constitution, she uh, told voters she wanted to, quote, create lots of different jobs because people shouldn't have to go into agriculture or hospitality. That's being a waiter. Uh, that is working as a cook. That is working in the restaurant industry. Shouldn't have to do that in Georgia to make a living. Why not create renewable energy Jobs. Well, I don't know whether it's one or the other, but okay, I get it. So David Perdue turned that into um, whatever he was saying. The state's economic plan makes it. So, so who's going to get Strong Thurman's coffee? Who's going to make Strong yeah. Thurman's sandwich? Who's going right. to carry Strong Thurman's golf clubs? Stacey hey, Abrams should go to hell. Yeah, but, uh, uh, Strom, who does uh, Strom Thurman's laundry? Yeah, who's going to? Who's going to wash my drawers? This is a terrible economic plan from somebody that does not understand economics. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hey, hey, you know what? Uh, uh, and I know uh, I might talk about this with Britt later on, but uh, you're as good a person to talk about this as uh, anybody. We're talking about Georgia politics on, on uh, primary day Tuesday. And uh, over on the um, U.S. Senate side, Herschel Walker. Yeah, Herschel Walker appears to be on his way to becoming the Republican nominee to run against uh, Reverend Warnock 
Reverend Warnock, who has, uh, of course, been in the office for just uh, about a year and a half or so, because it was a special election in 2020 when he won alongside. He was the Twin Towers with John Ossoff, who's in for a six-year term. Uh, I, you're, I know you're a big football fan. Uh, you're uh, a big Southeastern Conference football fan, of course, from uh, your your days in South Carolina. Wasn't uh, wasn't South Carolina in the SEC at one point, really in the ACC? What 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 conference did they get tossed out of? What, they, they, you know that Atlantic Coast Conference and Dean Smith kicked ACC. them out, and then they was in the Metro Conference and finally settled where they belong in Southeastern Conference. Let me ask you this: How many rushing yards did Raphael Warnock ever had when he was in college? How many times did he take the ball from Buck Ballou and run it in the end zone? Zero times. Zero yards. Herschel Walker, one of the goods, he's correct to his race. I don't know what you said, but it sounded like you had a lot of passion with it. I, I, I don't know what it was, but I like it. Herschel Walker like is credit to his race. Well, he is. Uh, he, uh, Raphael right. Warren ain't never cared no football one time. Okay. Oh, so, right. So being a great football player is a great credential to be a United States senator is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. That's why Hurst Walker, we spar him all the way around. And, 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 and I just want to remember how strong throwing people say I'm racist. I don't still for a black man. Remember during Clarence Thomas hearing how I stuck up for the black man. Remember that? that, that remind me of what, what happened. There was uh, accusations about Anita Hill, who, by the way, she could get it, as the kids say, uh, had been inappropriately acted upon by Judge Thomas. And I was chairman of the Judicial Committee. I did not let that nonsense go on. Thanks to Sean Thornton. I, I believe protect- dur- dur- yeah. during those hearings, didn't you use the uh, phrase pecan pie? I, I, I did. I, that was where the <laughs> phrase is machine on came from, because I called okay. the microphone a machine. Uh, in, in any case, I stood for a black man. Called I stood for a black man. We can now protect the babies. We can now protect okay. the baby. Cause Strom Thurmond died in his fifteen thousand trimester. Every baby should be given that opportunity. Every uh, single uh, one, Strom, America. Uh, Strom, being the uh, foremost expert on racial relations in this country, because you've yes. had relations really with all races, all races, every race. Uh, I'd like you to comment on this story. It has to do with Walmart. Uh, Last year, in 2021, uh, Juneteenth made its debut as a federal holiday. Parades, concerts, artwork, all kinds of things. That uh, day commemorates the end of slavery in America. This is uh, June 19th. So Walmart came out with a special celebration edition Juneteenth ice cream. Okay, <laughs> to celebrate that day, it's not going over all that well. Uh, here's an open letter from uh, an important group that uh, monitors these kinds of things. Um, would you launch an ice cream called January 27th? That's the day the world remembers the Holocaust. <laughs> okay, that was Roy Wood Jr., I think, from The Daily Show. But you get the point. What What do you think of that uh, that move by by Walmart. Are you on Walmart's side? Do you think this was a good idea or, I, or not? I love Juneteenth because it has scantily clad black women dancing and celebrating. That is a good time. I'm the one that I was trying to celebrate was the day of, 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 of 
Abraham Lincoln assassination. I was trying to get uh, an ice cream flavor from Walmart that, that tasted like joy and euphoria, but they would never go for it. Well, well hang on here. Yeah. Th there's more. They're uh, launching a celebration edition flavor for Pride Month oh! in June to give a nod to the LGBTQ community. So Walmart, they, they've got you covered here. Maybe y'all uh, won't talk to Jesse Helms about that one. He's probably not going to yeah. be happy about that one. Probably not. Probably not. Hey, oh. when's the last time you talked to Jesse? Oh, when's he, the last time he, you he talked played to calls the other night. He started going off. It turns out he was like, I, I was probably a little bit too hard on them gay people. I, I might have been a little bit too hard on them. And now he says this new ice cream to celebrate LGBTQ is going to taste like the San Francisco bathhouse. He, some uh, things never change. How do you know what that takes? No, I guess it's not important. Strom, it's great to talk to you. Thank you uh, for jumping in here at the last moment. We know it's a, it's a busy day for you, as it always is, right? God bless the South. God bless black women everywhere. God bless America and, and Brad Brick. You are Cratch Hill community. Thank you. Thank you. Strom Thurman on the Brad and Britcast. Wow. Uh, Walmart. Uh, hey, I got a good one here. Uh, I think one of the most entertaining little clips of the last 25 years is that moment in the 2008 campaign when, without trying to trip her up, without trying to trick her, Katie Couric was doing a walk-along with Sarah Palin and asked yeah. her, what do you read? What, you know, how do you get your information? And her answer was all of them. What books do you read? All of them. What newspapers? All of them. Because she obviously doesn't read anything. So here we are all these years later. Um, and she's trying to uh, nail down the uh, one congressional seat in Alaska. That guy, Don Young, who'd been in office, um, I believe, since Rutherford B. Hayes. I mean, yeah, he was there right. forever. Right. He, he, uh, he kicked the can. So they're, they're fighting for his, his job. And she was questioned by something called the Alaska News Source. They asked her, and this is right now, what is the last book you've read? Here's Sarah Palin's answer. The Book of Esther. The Book of Esther. <laughs> There's people that read the, the Bible every day that have never read the Book of Esther. <laughs> No, wait a minute. Book wasn't the Book of Esther, wasn't that a spinoff from the Sanford and Son show? Isn't that what that was? Ann Esther? <laughs> you old fish-eyed fool. Was that, was that LaWanda Page? That was the great LaWanda Page. You know, she just died, I think, pretty recently. Yeah, she, she, lived a, yeah. she lived a long, long she, time. She, died, she and Don Young died in each other's arms, as it turns out. It's very, very yeah. interesting story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else do I got on the list here? Um, Wanda Page, Wanda Page died recently, twenty years ago. Twenty years ago. That's what I mean. Well, that's, that's what, what I mean. She did die this century. And <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Stop it, because next thing you're going to do is name some other elderly black actress who just died, and then accuse me of, of you know. Lumping them on, so don't do that. You can't do that. It's not right. Do do not do that. All right. Book, uh, book of sometimes, sometimes you gotta uh, uh, break some china to make your point. There's right. that one. 
Um, and uh, the uh, John Fetterman medical checkup story is, I think, pretty important, pretty interesting. Which one do you want? Let's do Fetterman. China or the Fetterman? We'll do Fetterman? Yeah. All right. So you know what, what's going on here uh, up in Pennsylvania. Uh, John Fetterman, who looks either like Uncle Fester, okay, um, the uh, guy on the, you know, one of uh, Rick Scott, right, or other scary people in, in movie history. He looks like one of those um, guys. He looks like he walked off the set of Storage Wars or Pawn Stars. I'm not sure which yeah. one of those. That's what he looks like. Yeah, yeah. It was just he looks like that guy. Anyway, he had a stroke last Friday. Yeah. Right. Last fr- no, two Fridays ago, right, right. before the Pennsylvania uh, primary last Tuesday. And uh, nobody knew about it. They didn't say a word about it. They just said he was sick. They faked it. They fudged it. They hedged it. Then they finally came out and said he, he did have a little mini stroke and he's fine. And then we find out, oh, but they put a, they put a, what, a defibrillator thing yeah. in his heart. All, all, right. The, all right. Anyway, p- bottom line. They tried to cover up as much as they could. And this is a disaster waiting to happen if this doesn't become more transparent very, very quickly. Because think about what could happen in Pennsylvania if Fetterman goes by the wayside. Okay. You know, you could automatically get either Dr. Oz yeah. or the hedge fund guy, yeah. depending on how they decide that. If, if if Fetterman drops for some reason, and I'm not saying drops dead, but but uh, maybe couldn't for whatever reason, um, whoever would, would, would step in and be the Democratic nominee would be at a tremendous disadvantage for for a lot of reasons that are kind of obvious and it would it it might uh put oz or or uh mccormick into the uh, u.s senate from pennsylvania but isn't it amazing Britt? i mean we've been around long enough to see this movie how many different times where politicians have some kind of ego thing i don't know what it is about their health that they they just can't be honest with it. I mean, this is not one of these cases where, oh, uh, my husband, he hasn't been to the doctor in 20 years. And, oh, look, they finally you don't get to do that when you're a political candidate for a major office. Oh, excuse me, unless you're Trump. OK, we know. Oh, you also have to have a doctor, Rod Jackson, in there saying he's the most right. fine and fit specimen in the history of humanity. Right, right. But. You know, he kind of disappeared off the radar, you know, two Fridays ago, and nobody heard from him. And uh, I'm not quite sure why this wasn't blown out of the water big time when it happened by the uh, the Pennsylvania media that uh, should have been all over this. But uh, they kind of let it slide all the way through the weekend leading up to the election. And now um, it's... Uh, it's a mess. Uh, he's, he, of course, he's out of the hospital. They're saying he's going to make a complete recovery, um, but they're not saying when he's going to return to campaigning. And so the last thing that Democrats need, just in the main, 
is the Pennsylvania Senate race, which is well within reach, well within reach to flip that seat. Pat Toomey is retiring, Republican. This could be a easy, not an easy flip, but a likely flip, uh, depending on which crazy Republican gets the nomination. And to lose that advantage over this, you know, it's not quite as absurd as what happened in North Carolina two years ago when the Democratic nominee for Senate kind of had it in the bag. He was going to win Cal Cunningham. And then, you know, he started jacking off on his phone to some chick in Hawaii or whatever the hell. What did he do? I don't even remember what he did. It was, what did he it, do? It was some chick, yeah. Talk. He actually, yeah, he met with the woman and stuff. I mean, it was, I think it was Cal's first brush with any kind of fame. So, like, the first woman that he possibly thought he could use his fame to get laid with, he did. And, uh, well, then that's an excuse. That was a good excuse. Yeah, no, that's fine. I'm okay with it. Uh, yeah. And I think the Federer campaign, I think, it that way. I think the camp, the Federer campaign was giving the illusion of transparency. That's why I think what well, they, they came out, they said some things, but it, as you say now, they were not completely candid. But they were like, well, he's trying to come out, and it looks like he's telling the truth about this, so that'll be fine. And now it's um, the illusion of transparency. Right. So uh, one week ago, as we speak, that'd be the 17th, we're on the 24th here, he had a pacemaker and a defibrillator implanted in his heart. Yeah. Now, that's not the normal treatment for a stroke, is it? That's that's for heart disease. Well, he's. Okay. I mean, there, there's two ways to have a stroke. Yeah. One is associated with high blood pressure where it makes, you know, I'll give you some medical terms. It makes the, the arteries in your in your uh, brain pop. And the other one is the way that he did it, which is he has AFib and he formed a clot. The clot was thrown into his brain and he had a stroke. That's those are the, the, the two major ways to have a stroke. And I, I will I will just go ahead and reveal this now. I know this because I have I was diagnosed with AFib a few weeks ago and I'm on a blood thinner now. I have essentially the same condition that this guy has. So I'm at risk for a stroke and I have to thin my blood out or as I've said before, this guy's a whole year older than me. So here's the point. Here's the point. Did he know this? Did he realize that he may have had this condition? I mean, um, he, he didn't go from being a world class athlete two weeks ago yeah. to having this completely unpredictable medical event. Yeah, and, I don't know. Uh, and he does. I, I hate to say this just seeing his demeanor and the way he conducts himself, he does seem like he could be the kind of guy who hasn't been to a doctor in 25 years. <laughs> that may be the case. <laughs> because, um, you, know, um, you know, he's the lieutenant governor right now. He's already won a statewide election in Pennsylvania. And I would think, this is just me, this is just me, that if I had political ambitions for the future, and I'd already proven myself and to become the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania. And I'm sure he was thinking even before that about becoming the governor or maybe even higher office than that. Or as uh, David Perdue might say, he only dreams about being president. <laughs> okay. Um, and remember, when you become a senator, you're one of a hundred people who all think they should be the president. But that's a different that's it. But I, what I'm saying is, if, if he would have been getting regular medical care, regular typical checkups that you get if you can afford it or you know, have decent insurance and you're of that age and you're going to a doctor, they would have told him long ago, you need to do this, 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 this here. Maybe you need some 
mm-hmm. uh, high blood pressure medicine, what, whatever it is that that you take, and maybe you should lose some weight. And mm-hmm. uh, if you're slim and trim, I, I hate to say this, but look at fucking Mike Pompeo. Mike Pompeo intentionally lost weight because he wants to run for president. I'm not saying Mike Pompeo is a role model or a hero, but he realized yeah. that the uh, the way things are right now, he probably didn't want to be the object of editorial cartoons the rest of his life if he did run and and become a guy uh, look, looking like he did. So he he got it done. I mean, I can't it's not say fair to beat up Fetterman for that, but. You know, I, I you got to think that way. I can't say much about <clears throat> what Fetterman does or whatever uh, if he's been to the doctor. I mean, I over the past, you know, the past four years, I've been taking my health a lot more seriously, and I had been through a number of tests and gone to a bunch of, you know, gone to the doctor several times. I had a cardiogram thing done on my heart. I hadn't been diagnosed with AFib up until about a month ago, and now I have an appointment with a cardiologist this summer. So I don't know if he's been taking his health very seriously. I can't. I, I couldn't tell you if he takes his. Britt, heart, if he I takes can his, tell you. Look at him, Britt. Look at him. That's not he fair. Does. That is unfair. Is that is not. It's not fair. not unfair. Because my joke was better. If he takes his fashion as seriously as he takes his health, we're in big trouble. You know, because 1987 uh, gym coach, I don't think is exactly going to make it. But no, I, I I couldn't tell you if he's been to the doctor a lot. If he didn't, I, I, I can't. I don't know. I know he hasn't. <laughs> I know. I don't, I don't know I if he's. Know I don't know if he's one of those guys that never works out. And he just you know he's got the Donald Trump diet. There's another Brad. How does John Fetterman have a stroke, but Donald Trump doesn't? Holy shit! All he does is stuff fucking uh, fried chicken and Big Macs into his face. That guy should throw a clot for God's sake. Yeah. 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 What's your What's your break some China story? Oh well. You know, it's uh, it's it's been two days. It's been two days since the president, who I believe is now back in the uh, United States, or he's he's about to to come back here, um, said in answering a question about what will we do if uh, China makes a move on Taiwan, uh, would we use military force? Um, would we get militarily involved? That was the way the question was posed. Militarily involved, not use force or put boots on the ground. And Biden answered very quickly and unapologetically, yes. Yes, we would. Um, it turns out, of course, this is not the first time he said that. It's the third time he said that. But in a never-ending search to prove that that uh, Joe Biden is is five levels uh, below babbling and drooling that's supposedly a gaffe that proves he doesn't know what he's talking about and doesn't know where he is and i think that's wrong i think he knew exactly what he wanted to say and he said it briefly and succinctly and i think it accomplishes exactly what he wants to have accomplished keeping in mind that again I hate to do this as the baseline here if China had made a move on Taiwan while Trump is president, do you think we would have done anything? No. You know that. Well, I, I can go with you. You, you only, know that. Brad, I can only go with you so far to somehow say that Joe Biden has the strategic mind that releases information and it hits the mark. I, I, I can't go that far. I think he said what he said, but I also think that 
you've seen the stories from the White House communication staff. It's like the kid that, that moves his plate around the table. You're struggling to try to mop up the, the milk that he spills all the time. I, I don't think that he said anything that was so bad or anything like that. But there are times when they have to go back behind him and kind of go, well, it's, it's, it's not exactly like no, that. It's, it's I'm, I'm, No, I'm going with three-level chess on this one, which is <laughs> – Hang on. I'm going with three-level chess on this. Number one, the, quote, White House staff that did clean up on aisle four for this, yeah. they knew tr- that, that Biden would say this, and they knew that they would do this, and then it would look like, right, that he, quote, didn't really mean what he said. The Chinese could pretend to be outraged, knowing full well that, except for the four years of Donald Trump, that they could not, should not, and would not make a military move on Taiwan. And we had this strategy of strategic ambivalence or whatever it was called, where you knew we were going to come to the defense of Taiwan. And with Ukraine uh, in our back pocket, in a sense, in terms of, yes, we did come to the aid of a country that was being attacked for no reason except they exist as a democracy Ukraine, we came to their defense and are are arming them to the the teeth to the best of our ability, and we marshaled uh, the rest of Europe together behind us. Exactly, exactly the opposite of what Trump was doing, trying to split the whole world apart and make the United States great again on its own. Biden has done that, and that isn't all accidental shit by a senile old guy. It's deliberate, and just like. And I think we previously mentioned this, some other Biden gaffes, including his famous gay marriage gaffe of of 10 years ago, Correct. Uh, which, which, by the way, ended up resulting in the Supreme Court saying that gay marriage was legal. Remember, that was the worst gaffe ever. Oh, Obama's going to have to. Oh, what's Obama going to do? You know what? Let's not. But so, let's not pretend that there was any strategy involved in that. For doesn't God's matter. Sake. But but remember. So so hang on. So it was let Reagan be Reagan. Donald Trump. I love him because he says what he thinks. He's unfiltered and he talks just like me. But if Joe Biden says anything, anything, it's he's a doddering old fool who doesn't know what he's saying. And okay. I just don't buy it. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with Joe Biden. I love Joe Biden. I'd vote for him again, but he does this stuff and it's either endearing or maddening to you, depending on, you know, if you're working in the White House communications office. I'm sorry, but no, there was no, there's no strategy. It's like the cat that falls off of the counter and then he pretends that it meant to do that. I, I think that he's. I think it's fine. I think what he said was, was okay, and I don't think it's really that much of a <gasps> clutch the pearls moment. But some people were acting like that. Sure, I'll give you that. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll see what else is left here on the list. Uh, uh, Sarah Palin. That's it. That's all I got. I'm done. I'm Biden's- cleaned out. Biden is set to have he got some reforms coming up because it's the second anniversary of the killing of George Floyd. Uh, and there is a new book, I think, that's either coming out or is out. They had an excerpt of it in the Washington Post, and it goes through kind of George Floyd's uh, last day. Very interesting. Um, I don't know. That event seems like it was either a thousand years ago or it was yesterday. It's one of those things, right? Well, uh I think Charles Charles Blow has already written a column about her. Something yeah. that already the whole George Floyd completely forgotten by now. 
you buy that? Are you are you on? Do you, do you yeah. buy what he said? Yeah, I do. Sadly, well, forgotten by most of America. Okay. Yeah. By much of America, by by too many Americans, and then when it's brought up, it can be brought up in the most inappropriate ways, which is yeah, George Floyd was killed, and they rioted. That's what they do. They rioted. There's a was that worth it? Yeah. And that was worse than the January 6th, and nobody talks about that. That's sadly, that's that's I think what's happened to it. There's a phrase that's can be thrown, it's mostly among white America, and it's definitely among politicians. If you get this either in a whisper campaign or if you if it's somehow said that you are not supportive of law enforcement, that's hard to get out from under. That's an, that's an ugly, ugly slur, and that one is thrown around rather casually. Well, um, I, I think you you use too many words. All you have to do is say defund the police. The no. Democrats have still yet to get out from underneath that idiotic phrase. Just it's it's just beyond stupidity for for, for all the reasons that we know. Um, so it isn't. Well, Democrats just aren't supportive enough of the police. So Republicans are for law and order. No. If some idiot somewhere said three words, defund the police, and it got hung around the necks of every Democratic politician. But to be fair, and hopefully to completely overrun that, will be every politician is going to have to answer, who's a Republican, as to why you are supportive of the government telling women what they can do with <laughs> their bodies. That, they're, that's too much to of a, people aren't going to make that connection. People are, that's what well, no, I'm, not, I'm not making the connection. No, I'm not making the connection between the two, but I'm saying, which is really going to be more powerful yeah. in the next few months? Cause you know, we've had a lull here and it's, it's possible now that we're going to get the ruling uh, next Monday yeah. or the Monday. Out. I think they release all their rulings on Mondays. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, we're running out of we're running out of time here. Okay, it's got to be in June. So, um, but then going back uh, to the going back to George Floyd, uh, I you know, the, the, I think there was like a Starbucks somewhere that said to some police officers, "We don't want you here because it's making our customers nervous." And that has extrapolated into a whisper campaign that the entire Starbucks, every franchise, uh, doesn't a, support law enforcement. Of course, that's like a perfect example of. Nothing becoming exactly. something. I mean, that's as, just absurd. as it turns out. As it turns out, I know a lot of cops that go to Starbucks and drink coffee in uniform. As, as it turns out, I mean, I really well, hate you, you can, but you can't answer that with an anecdote. Okay, it seems like that's if they not didn't the answer. Like, it seems Some of my like best friends, cops, not, go to Starbucks. It's not really anecdotal. I think it's also very widespread. And but you know, th these things, if you if you throw that at a white guy, you know, he really doesn't support law enforcement. It's hard to crawl out from under that in any way, shape, or form, uh, and and that's that that's what you deal with. Uh, Biden's reforms are going to create a database of cops that have been fired for misconduct, which I'm sure is going to be fought by the various unions and so on and so forth. Um, and he will be seen as trying to make it harder for cops to do their job. I would expect the the truth from. Uh, Donald Trump to be coming out in about five seconds about how uh, Joe Biden wants cops to be killed. Uh, I would I would hope that that would be coming out within uh, no time at all. So yeah, the George Floyd I, I guess thing. My, hang on, my question is how come there isn't 
we, we need to do a lot of national stuff. Mm-hmm. This whole state thing, it seemed like a good idea when they started the country, but there's a lot of shit. And, and, and I can't, at this point, the next person that uses the excuse when something stupid happens in a state or all politics is local. <laughs> no, it isn't. All politics is now national. Should be. Okay. It's it. All politics is national. Is is what's going on in Georgia just about Georgia? Fuck no, hell no. Well, it's a, it's about would, what's going on all all over the country. I would um, I would just tell you that in the two years since George George Floyd has died, um, I mean look at look at what happened in the National Football League. God, we have to get these guys to stop kneeling during it. What can we do? What can we do? We'll put in racism in the end zone. We'll put it on their helmets. Uh, we'll we'll have some PSAs. We'll form committee. Just please God. Stop right. them from if, kneeling during the national anthem. Please make that, that stop happening. If that's the best, if that's the 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 uh, most vivid response, that's the, the answer. That, that's been the answer among these. By the Sadly, way, you're probably right. I'm yeah. sorry, among these rich white guys that have these franchises, uh, Sh- Sh- Shad Khan uh, down in Jacksonville. My salute to you, but for all uh, for all elements, you're pretty much a white guy. I sorry, but that's just how it is. Even though you have a shitty franchise, uh, they've decided that we had to quell this. And here's what we'll do: we'll throw a blunt bone to these black guys who are millionaires who are playing for us, and we'll just we'll put like a sticker uh, on their helmet. That that's good on everybody, right? We're good with that. That's that, that's fine, right? That's that's essentially what happened in the past two years. Well, correct? I'm not uh, I'm not sure that the players uh, are accepting of that as some kind of compensatory re- response for for george floyd but but yeah if if you're talking about we're really good at symbolism and 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 bumper stickers and slogans and and stuff uh, uh, you know we're on a podcast brit that's what we do it's what we are the um they got two franchises to change their name that's what george floyd's murder did Right, you got an NFL franchise and a Major League Baseball franchise to change their name, and then as as I think bloat, it it just seems to deteriorate as we get further and further away from the event. Right, the effect of what happened it looked like this is going to be a real sea change. The, a lot of people who were denying that black people were being killed by the police at exponentially higher rates than white people, they now had evidence. I I still believe the photo of George Floyd in his dying moments is one of the most important photos I've ever seen in my lifetime. Um, and I don't, it's hard to even imagine anything that's come around since then. That's even nearly as important. If, although some of the images out of the Ukraine have been maybe as impactful and as important as that. Uh, but yeah, I do think in, probably, probably Charles Blow has a, has a point that there's been a deterioration of effect. And as we've gotten two years away from, but we've kind of forgotten about some of the stuff that we were so uh, well, passionate about in the summer of 2020. Let's, uh, Let's be real about this. Uh, what do you think the effect of 9-11 is now 21 years later? Oh, yeah. No, forget it. Come on. I mean, everything everything gets papered over and and forgotten and and, and spindled and, and, and mutilated. I mean, all, all, all we got now is... Uh, the remnants of the Trump administration, guys like Jared Kushner and Mnuchin, continuing to uh, pad their pockets with the relationships that they made while they were uh, working for Donald Trump in the White House. 
I mean, that that corruption story about those two guys in particular is so far off the charts. And does anybody even know about that story? No. Is anybody reading about it? Is anybody no. hearing about it? it no. It's disappeared into the nether. That um, uh, Steve Mnuchin and Jared Kushner made, I believe the number is 18 trips, 18 trips back and forth between Washington and the Arab countries during the four years. And uh, if you go all the way back to, I believe, George H.W. Bush, the uh, the uh, members of the cabinet made like a total of five trips, you know, over a 30 year period. And then while Trump was in office, these two clowns went over there to set up business relationships that they would bring to fruition after they left office to make millions, maybe billions. And it's worked. And so far, they're getting away with it. In other words, we've never had we've never had an administration as corrupt as the Trump administration. Worse than Nixon, way worse than Nixon. Um, And so what do we know about corruption in the White House right now for at least much of the population that maybe doesn't think like we do? What about Hunter Biden's lab? What about Hunter Biden's laptop? That's the right. corruption, right? How's that right. going? If, if, and if I can just remind uh, anyone that, that uh, still care, Hunter Biden was not in the administration. Mm. Hunter Biden was not a government official. Okay, he's a sleaze. He's apparently a drug addict. I mean, there's, I'm, there's not, nothing particularly attractive about Hunter Biden, but that's the game. That's the game, and. The game will get even more intense if in November Americans are so stupid as to think, my God, if we just had Republicans in charge of the two houses of Congress, this country would be so much better off. They'd know what price of gas would be back down to two bucks pronto. They'd know what to do. Uh, They'd have all of our there'd be more baby formula coming out of people's. You wouldn't know what to do. There'd be these guys are that good. I'm voting Republican. Right. Because Joe Biden and the Democrats had control of both houses of Congress for two years, and they did nothing. The fact that they did, quote, unquote, nothing, which isn't true, but whatever they didn't do was fully the result of 100% Republican intransigence and unwillingness to to cooperate. What about Joe Manchin? Yeah, I know about Joe Manchin. Fuck you. Okay, he's one guy. Okay. Um, if, If people are stupid enough, if the people who came out in 2018, because we have to compare it to that midterm election. election. Remember what happened? Yeah. Trump got his ass kicked. Yeah, he, did. he got his ass kicked because people were, t- if the Democrats can marshal that kind of response in November and the abortion decision is rocket propellant, if it is used correctly to motivate a lot of people, not exactly the same people, but many of them, to get you to understand that not only would you be voting for a party that tried to overthrow the government of the United States, but now wants to be in charge of it legally, not only that, but uh, this is the party that supports the passage of laws all over the country in many states that you know and love, to uh, tell women and doctors, you're going to prison. You're going to prison 
over the issue of abortion because we just don't like it. You know, I'm a I'm a 63 year old a car dealer here in Arkansas. I retired 10 years ago. They bought me out, walked away with about 30 million. I'm now a a U.S. congressman. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about women. And uh, congratulations, congratulations. We've got some things working for us. I know the governor of our state, he's going to get it done. And our legislature is gerrymandered up the ass, Republican. And so uh, all you women, fuck off. (laughs) If the the Democrats can't get that message out in an appropriate way, probably not the way I did it. They better not hire me. That's a good way to go, Um, I think. then, Then, you know, we're in deep trouble because then, you're you're going to find that you know, a state, particularly Pennsylvania, is going to be the state if, God forbid, that uh, Doug Mastriani guy became the governor, which I don't think that's going to happen. I think Josh Shapiro, the Democrat, is a great candidate. He's won statewide elections. He's to me, he's very Roy Cooperish in terms of his trajectory. Because Roy Cooper was attorney general, I think, for three terms, right? I think that's right. I think that's correct. So here's Shapiro, well-known all over the state. Uh, And he should, he should in this year be able to say to the the women of Pennsylvania, some of the independent women and the the folks who who maybe drifted away in uh, 2020, even though Biden won the state, it was close. and I don't know what happened in 2018 in Pennsylvania, but there is potential there. It, I don't think, is an automatic disaster painting that's going to be on the wall for Democrats. It's not automatic. And if I were Republican, uh, I, I wouldn't say I'd have it in the bag either. Mm-hmm. They'd be stupid to think they've got anything. There's nothing in the bag because the world can change in 12 hours, as we've seen. It's true. It does happen. It does. So, uh, and and th- think about this. I'm trying to think when the Supreme Court decision comes out on Roe v. Wade, as expected, and they overturn it. Uh, shut up. <laughs> um, and it comes out, and it's a five to four decision, and uh, this is thrown back to the states, and, and all these states start to do it. Um, that's very likely going to be advantage Democrats. I think they've already polled this, and it's good for several points advantage for Democrats overall, maybe not enough to overcome whatever huge numbers you're seeing right now. But what if spitball this one out? What if Brett Kavanaugh uh, fashions a decision that doesn't knock out Roe v. Wade as the conservatives expected it to and finds a middle path um, that allows some of the legislation that's out there in some of the states to stand, but knocks down some of the most onerous parts of it, including about rape and incest. Does that then, I hate to even think this, does that backfire on Democrats and motivate Republicans to vote on the abortion issue? As if it's still the last 40 years when you could get them to run out there all the time to save the babies. I don't know. Um, I I hate to think that, but anything's possible. 